heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Well, you know, truth be told, there was a time I think we all look forward to traveling uh, to different places. You know, we want to see the Great Wall of China, right? We want to see Moscow. We want to see the the famous uh, uh, cityscape in Moscow. And you want to get to different uh, adventures in the Middle East, some of these uh, very interesting countries with very fascinating uh, uh, history, of course. Uh, The problem now is that uh, I would suggest to you there's a bounty being put on Americans' heads. I I really believe this. Uh, And this is becoming very routine now. And this bounty that is being placed on all of our heads is when we're traveling abroad to it's a host of countries now. And and this this thing is going to widen because everybody in the world can see what's going on. It's out in the light of day. It's a hostage bounty that says you're worth some strong negotiating power uh, when these evil regimes want whatever. They want sanctions lifted, they want money sent, they want criminals released, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't matter what it is, but this is what it's being used for. So you have to ask yourself, my fellow Americans, is this good policy? I can answer that one for you. It's probably not. And I I know today, I mean, if you had the opportunity to go to some of these places, would you do that? It's a a serious question. These prisoner swaps are compromising American security. I've been seeing this coming for a long time now. And and, and even the journalist, even as a journalist, at one time you might have been safe. But we're seeing that doesn't play out well at all. We're seeing uh, seeing that Wall Street reporter there. Uh, he's been a series of journalists. He's not the only one. But his most recent one, uh, uh, Evan Gersovich, uh, he is uh, detained. Uh, espionage charges. He's a freaking journalist. I mean, but that, it doesn't matter what they charge them for. And it's all a three ring circus. And then. Our government does whatever they need to do. It's all negotiated. And they're going to get something out of this thing. Moscow is by locking this cat's ass up uh, for a period of time. And he knows it. Eventually, he'll get out of there. If he doesn't die in prison, uh, they'll probably come up with something. Same thing with a basketball player. You remember that Brittany Griner there? Okay. So she had been detained in Russia on some drug charges. Because, you know, in California, Colorado, you can get high on, you know, every moment of the day, which they do. But you can't do that in some other countries. You're just not able to do that. And she, there was a prisoner swap for, for her, you remember, with an international arms dealer. And she's a, you know, a, she was an America hater, for God's sakes. I mean, and, but yet still, they went ahead and traded for a place for her. Uh, yeah, then you remember this one, um, it, the uh, Taliban, uh, Bo Bergdahl. Oh, that was a real special one there. That was in 2014. And my golly, I remember that was like it was yesterday. Can't believe it's been that that long ago. But uh, and that was traded for uh, uh, just a few years later. But that was for uh, five Taliban detainees, killers. I mean, just the, some of the most criminal, evil people released back out on the front lines uh, for this traitor. And it doesn't even matter whether he was a saint or a traitor. The question you have to ask yourself, what the hell are we doing here? What kind of president is this set up? And it's not just, it's everywhere. We've done this with Cuba, uh, China. China's doing more and more of it. 
In fact, Donald Clark, a professor at George Washington Law, Law School, says uh, the, the, the case uh, refers to the message, China views the holding of human hostages as an acceptable way to conduct diplomacy. And, uh, and, and, that, and they've had a series of these things as well. Um, you know, in fact, there's one guy out of the Telegraph, John Hemmons, says, I won't be traveling to China anytime soon. If you're smart, you won't either. But just people are catching on to this thing now. Now you see the agreement now with the release of five Iranian prisoners in the United States and the unfreezing of uh, $6 billion uh, of, of these funds that were sanctioned, of course, that were being held in South Korea. And uh, you see that happening. So it was five for five plus the money. It almost reminds me of those baseball trades for a couple of players to be named later kind of thing, you know? I mean, wow. And, you know, of all people, uh, interesting quote I want to just read to you here from, of all folks, uh, Senator Bob Menendez of um, Democrat on New Jersey, of course. He says, uh, this should be a moment of deep reflection for the United States government to recognize we have a serious problem with hostage taken of Americans. <laughs> you think? He says, we must stop inviting dictatorial and rogue regimes to use Americans overseas as bargaining ships. And we must try to do better at encouraging American citizens against traveling to places like Russia, uh, where they are primary targets for this type of unlawful detention. Uh, and that was a comment he put out there after the Griner thing. But you get the point of what I'm talking to. I mean, even the even some of the Democrat cats get what we're talking about. We're all becoming potential uh, negotiating power and uh, really a bounty on all our heads to be able to take in for some sort of ransom thing later on. So this was a bogus move by the Biden administration amongst a million other bogus moves for sure, friends. I want to take that up today with you on the voice of a nation. Welcome into the broadcast here. There's Malcolm out loud. And I've got Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer on with me today. Always excited to have Tony in the, in the play here. He's the president of the London Center for Policy Research, CIA-trained intelligence officer, and uh, just a political animal like uh, some of us here. Hey, Tony. Hey, good doing? morning, uh, Malcolm. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. All right. So this whole thing about this hostage-taking thing, I, I just think I see it happen time and time again, Tony. I don't know what your thoughts on it, on, but I think it's horrible policy, and I think it's setting us... And, I, and now some of these people are... In, they're, they, Probably, well, I mean, I'm not saying they're guilty of anything or whatever is not all what I'm saying, but the policy of the United States policy is supposed to be not to negotiate with all these people, but it's all BS. We do exactly that. What's up with this? What do you think? So I think there's a number of things at play, and I, I appreciate the way you outlined the scope of the issue. Um, th th let's start with the foundation. We are in the middle of Barack Obama's third term. There you go. That's that's what it is. So. What you have to understand and what you outlined in, in your question revolves around the fact that that whatever happens within our political system is based on, uh, I believe, a very clear uh, pattern of evidence that Barack Obama is calling the shots and then we all are having to to react to that. And let me interject something there. And yeah. he changed. And I'm, I'm glad you said what you said there. And I hadn't thought of that exactly. But I will tell you this. He changed the rules during his administration on this deal right now that we're talking right. about. Right. And so uh, so the, the series of things you're observing, you mentioned Bo Bergdahl. Look, I, I uh, played an active role in that. I had actually created one of the clandestine options to get him back based on uh, uh, an operation that Special Operations Command asked me to run. 
it's documented that I was involved in that. And what was interesting, Malcolm, is that that was something that uh, the Obama administration was happy, uh, I think, elated to pay uh, the the uh, Cutter. Cutter made about $1.5 billion out of that deal because they were the quote-unquote sponsors of the negotiation. Wow. And then, as you mentioned, the five uh, Taliban who were t- traded back. The funny thing is, the four they wanted to give back, which they did want to give back, by the way. This was something active by the Obama administration. Uh, basically, they had to pick a fifth because, surprise, surprise, the Haqqani Network, a wholly owned subsidiary of the Pakistani Intelligence Service, uh, was going to say no because, hey, we, 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 you know, what do we get out of it? Because the, the, the people don't understand that the Haqqani Network is not really part of the Taliban. They're essentially a, a group of folks that the ISI run. So, they had to pick a fifth person to mm-hmm. add to the deal, Malcolm, so that the, the Taliban would buy off on it. That's how wacky that whole thing was. Wow. And, and then you you follow that forward to where we're at now with Griner, with uh, the uh, issues relating to uh, the deal that they just made. This is all to promote uh, the policies and agenda of the uh, the Obama, Biden uh, whatever you want to call it, it's it's it is uh, anti-American. It's dangerous. It's actually something that's working to to establish a a hardened path forward for the Iranians to have a nuclear weapon. So let me touch on that real quick. Yeah. Uh, what we're seeing now is an attempt to promote and fulfill what Zygnu Brzezinski started back in the 1970s. Zygmunt Brzezinski was the National Security Advisor to uh, Jimmy Carter. There was a decision then by the left, I don't know why, that they decided that, you know, despite the fact this was after the Iranian hostage, you know, this is is back during the time that the Iranian hostage crisis was happening, and yet somehow they believed uh, that kowtowing to the Iranians, now think about this, Malcolm, we're talking about hostages, the very change of policy that we're talking about in the, in the progressive left started when the American hostages were held in Tehran back in the 1970s. And ever since then, they have given great deference to the Iranians. It took Reagan to stand up and pull our, our folks out. It's taken Republicans every step of the way to stand up, to include Trump. And it's only because of, of folks like Trump and Reagan uh, who have been willing to stand up and do the hard things to protect American citizens that put somewhat of a, a, a slowdown on this. But uh, as you pointed out, the very thing that's, that the Obama-Biden administration are doing is actually putting a big target on Americans anytime they go overseas. And that's what we're seeing right now. Yeah, it's not going to change. It's going to get worse. Uh, they're st- I mean, I know it. The, these countries are... Uh, ramping up and they're figuring out they just know that they're going to be able to negotiate these americans a lot of it comes back to this whole human rights conversation too tony whereas like uh, uh you know somehow these countries don't care about any human rights and supposedly we're supposed to care about human rights so we'll do anything to trip over a few people now listen i i understand the human rights conversation but when americans put themselves in harm's way and and a lot of these are dual citizenship people too. You know that Tony. There's dual citizenship kind right. of people, and they get into trouble. A lot of them are like Iranian Americans or whatever, uh, Russian Americans, and they get they go back home or whatever, and they get caught up and grabbed up as Americans. That's a thing too, isn't it? Right. And I think this is something that is again not been well established or defined by 
uh, how to protect the American citizens in those categories and and, right. those effort, and, and, and doing. But don't go work. home. Don't go right. home. Right. I mean, make and, this your new home and don't go back there, man. Right. And I well, let me, this look, this is something that's happened with Somalia. This has happened exactly. uh, with a lot of African countries. And this is the thing. I, I you know, people ought to be smart. If yeah. if you come from a country like Liberia, Liberia I, I know some folks from Liberia. They go back and forth all the time. No issues. But. Yeah, you're you're putting a target on your back by essentially waving a red flag in front of the bull. You become essentially a very tasty treat for the political uh, party, uh, the p- political powers of that country to, to to use you. And I I think this is something that uh, that that people need to understand that certain regimes like Iran, North Korea, uh, you know, uh, other uh, Russia, Russia's done this too, uh, China especially. So these are all uh, countries which will have no problem. Uh, putting you in prison if they think they'll gain benefit from holding you. Yeah, absolutely. And it's going to happen. You bring up Africa. You know, Africa is, I just have a sense, uh, been speaking about it, but it's going to happen a lot more in Africa. You're 100% right. In fact, a lot more things are going to happen in Africa. Africa is going to become the new Wild West. Uh, Very problematic. And of course, the uh, China and the um, and jihadists are all over Africa. I mean, these people are like yes. cockroaches down there. You know that, you know, right? Well, so Africa is an interesting issue because mm. it is uh, has so many resources. One of the things yeah. that you and I have spoken about just a little bit, and we should probably do a whole show on it, is just this new Green Deal nonsense. Yeah. Uh, so speaking as someone who's actually a credentialed expert with a degree, wow. uh, the damage that the the push towards quote unquote renewable and green energy unquote is doing is just horrendous. I mean, we're talking about child labor being used in in also the Central African Republic and other places to to mine uh, lithium and cobalt. Mm-hmm. And we're literally talking about whole nations which are simply being uh, exploited for purposes of Western benefit. Think about that. This is the left. This isn't these these are the the left are the people who always speak in high regard for human rights, but are the are the first to violate their own tenets of of concepts for the purposes of personal profit and gain. Uh, they're the only people who profit, uh, Malcolm, from the green energy uh, crisis, this, this whole climate crisis, are those in political power on the left. That's it. The whole um the whole Green New Deal, which was transmuted into the the Inflation Reduction Act, it's the same bill. It's just a different name. Yeah, uh, took twenty billion dollars to pay off all sorts of of left leaning corporations and institutions, which will produce nothing. They will never produce anything. They will produce only pain and suffering in the very demographics they say they're trying to help. And in places like Africa, places where there's great resources. Those those resources are going to be mined. They're going to be refined, and they're going to be moved to China. And China is going to refine those things and sell them to us for a tidy profit. These and, and this is what where they're going. Yeah. And, and yet somehow we're the bad guys because we recognize that climate change is not an existential threat. We recognize the the deterioration in many of these nations being caused by Western interests, yeah. uh, where it's not in the interest of those people, and it simply adds to the political misery of the people who are trying to live their lives. And I, it's 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 a witch's yeah. brew, Malcolm. Yeah. It's it's very bad. Well, the world is changing fast. To your point, Tony, the world is evolving fast. It's changing fast. 
And what's happening is a lot of these policies, and you're right to put it out there, a lot of these policies and things that our government is initiating right now and has been, I mean, it's totally out of control, like we've never seen in our lifetime before. Right. Uh, and, and everybody does know, you're exactly right, everybody I talk to believes unequivocally, this is a third term of Barack Obama. That is well known now. I mean, it's not a secret. Right. And uh, I'm curious to see the logs, although they're smart enough to know how to else. I'm sure they well, don't no, log him in and about- out. Right, Malcolm. They don't need longs when you got Valerie Jarrett and exactly. uh, yeah. and Susan Rice people. and all the rest. No, of them. no, they've they've got Susan Rice. They they have been yeah. the. I know the it's the same cast of characters. Same cast yeah. of characters. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, I know, I know. But they're all. I, I'm saying what I. Yeah, exactly. But but they're being very careful to cover their tracks because they know darn well we're going to get those logs, uh, uh, Tony. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and so we're going to know who came and went and who called and went. Right. So that's all off the radar. So they're very clever the way they're playing. I'm very certain of it. So we'll never really get this documented by any of that it's going to have to be you know he's stepping a pile or something for that's to be exposed but it's obvious who's well i mean thing. let me hit that real quick if you don't mind malcolm yeah, you know sure. i talked about about biden yeah. so this is this is what i think is really going on the reason there's such consternation regarding biden everybody recognizes he's compromised i mean every no rational human being on the planet can can and uh look at what he's doing or saying and not recognize the damage he's doing. I mean, that's how bad it is. Exactly. exactly. I mean, he he goes through and he does all sorts of faux pas. So why would any political party put up with that? Well, the answer is simple. He is pliable. He is not in any position to, to push back or ask hard questions. He just said recently in an event where he had, he would get in trouble if he asked, answered questions. Yeah. Well, he would get in trouble because his master's don't want him doing anything. And that's why they don't want to replace him because he is such a good stooge, such a good puppet. How are you going to find a, a, a puppet that's so pliable who will actually fulfill Barack Obama's guidance? That's what they're worried about. That's what they're fighting. That's why they will not give up Biden. Uh, and, and that's why they're actually taking on the risk of Hunter Biden because they, they, they are so fixated on having the power that they have they're willing to have a completely mentally compromised vegetable with a son who is clearly engaged in all sorts of criminal activities as their leadership of their party because it's all about Barack Obama maintaining power through the puppet structure he established. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about everything you say there, um, but uh, I don't think this game is going to play out well because he's not going to be able to – the puppet is 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 um, – He's uh, crumbling right in front of us. The world can see it. You're exactly, I mean, the, everybody knows right. it. You're right. The Democrats, everybody knows it. And so, yeah, they're using him as that sort of a thing. But his, the mental capacity and his physical capacity as well, he's a very old 80, 81 now. It's a very, you know, there's different levels of age. And age isn't even the number. It's it's other factors, Tony, you know? Yeah. I mean, there are 80-year-olds that are in perfect shape that could do all kinds of crap, but this is not one of them right here. But but, but the guy's a moron to begin with. Forget his age oh, yeah. and forget the fact he's a freaking moron. He's done no, nothing in his life but screw this up. Talk, talk to me. What? No, no, I've testified before, Biden. I've been actually in the Excella Lounge in, in New York at, <laughs> at the train station. You know, and this is this, this is a sad thing. He's just not bright. That's he not is a, right. a product of the Democrat machine of yeah. Delaware. Yeah. And this is what you get when you're a young guy who yeah. basically is promoted and placed into to positions of authority over and over because essentially you are you are a, a good foil. You you are there to serve so a purpose. Right. 
So you don't have to think. He he basically was was uh, given a, a soft position that he basically could exist in to do all sorts of you know. And look, I'll be a little bit blunt here. I don't want to get get you in trouble or us in trouble, but it's very clear that he did things with his family would have put anybody else in jail. Just saying. Well, there's no and, doubt about it. Listen, and, listen, and, listen. Uh, let me let me just say something to you on your yeah. listen. I I said this to. Um, to uh, Senator Ron Johnson this weekend and last weekend, Congressman Jim Jordan. And we had both yeah. of them on last two weekends. And I told them exactly that. Uh, and and I, I read them exactly what I said. And they, and Johnson was more outspoken than Jordan was They were uh, in this particular topic. But they yeah. were both uh, trying to be, you know, they got to be careful uh, right. in how they, I, I mean, I get it because they step into a political storm. No, here. I know. But, I know. And I know both of them and I respect them both. Here's yeah, what I asked them, Tony. Yeah. I said, is this yeah. the is this the biggest political scandal in the history of our country where an actual sitting president may very well be guilty. And I say may very well. I mean, I could replace that with freaking is. Yeah. But all right, but, but uh, a state of gentlemen, Tony, may very well be guilty of bribery, influence, peddling, and corruption on the world stage. Uh, Senator Johnson answered it back and said, uh, there's no doubt we've seen corruption. Uh, 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 the other one, Jordan, as uh, Congressman Jordan, we have a great deal of respect for sort of, you know, like, well, we have to sort of prove that we really can't say that. I mean, come on. I mean, of well, course, Jim we is can. usually very pointed. I'm kind of surprised. But it, but with that said, I think um, at this point, it's clear that the accounts exist. Let me just for you and I, I think we would agree on this. And your audience would probably follow us. There's ample evidence that Joe Biden had a prosecutor fired that was trying to inv investigate Burisma, who 100%. Was, who had uh, Hunter Biden on the board. Okay, that's a fact. He it, it's admitted within Burisma. Burisma was paying Hunter Biden and the Biden family a lot of money through a series of of, of bank cutouts. Mm -hmm. So that money went to the family. Again, that's not that's not in dispute. So the question becomes: What exactly were they paying for? Well, they were paying for Joe Biden, which is influence peddling, lobbying, uh, and, and bribery. That's it. Those are the three points. And 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 if if you can't see that, then there's something really wrong because that's exactly what we're facing. Yeah, no, it's, it's you're 100 right. And uh, in a lot of these decisions, and you mentioned a moment ago, and I, I want to connect a dot here a moment when you mentioned, mm -hmm. and you're right. And I didn't know, by the way, I'm glad you mentioned you. You led me on to something that you actually have a degree in this climate stuff. You know a little bit more about this than I realized. I did not know this was an area of expertise of yours. Wow, huh? No, I, I look. I, I oh. 1986, Wright State University in Dayton, Ohio, back oh. in. Uh, when uh, Leonard Nimoy was predicting uh, <laughs> global winters that would remain, or, you know, basically freeze man, my kind of, that's my point. Uh, yeah. Basically, as a degreed expert, the experts are often wrong. And so the idea- well, they just changed the vocabulary. They, I mean, exactly, that's all they do. Malcolm. It's, it's all a scam. Just and again, a funny I'm, game. I'm speaking as someone who's got a degree in it. <laughs> it's a funny so, game. It's so know, obvious. Anytime, oh, I'm serious. I mean, look, anytime yeah. I hear these, oh, this is an expert opinion. It's like, I'm sorry, I've got a degree yeah. and your expert, expert opinion is it sucks. It's wrong. But, but, it, but the, now to connect the dot here, when you yeah. put that out there, I yeah. think the important thing to recognize, Tony, is that- 
the, you see, this is the thing. We talk about the world and the world is the, the safety or security of Americans traveling abroad and world safety. What's happening? Because everybody feels the world is screwy right now. It's like right. I, I always say to listeners, Tony, it's off its axis. You know, right. I don't know. Something hit us and threw us off our axis. I mean, we are in a whole yeah. twi- twilight zone here going on right. in our lifetime. And we're living in this moment. And like you and I wake up some days, and we have to pinch ourselves to realize if we're really dealing with some of this shit. I mean, right. because it's so grotesque in your face but like a lot of these stupid policies that these stupid politicians up in this dysfunctional dc put out there like the climate bs and they put this out there this is doing historical damage to our country and it is it is decimating us and it is pulling us down tony on the world stage it is making us all more risk uh, you know, we're we're in this very compromising position, not only as a country, as a people, and when we're traveling, we're doing other things. We're we're arming the enemies, and we're we're giving them all of this, and we're and we're we're, we're dismantling our energy system. We're we're screwing up the dollar. The Federal Reserve is screwing us over the cuckoo's nest. We're going to have no more. I mean, there's not going to be a U.S. dollar anymore. Now we've got bricks growing. We've got all this. I mean, this thing is, I mean, we're fast unraveling. We're coming up on 250 years of the semi-quincentennial. And i got to tell you right now, I don't know what we're going to look like if this country is going to still have a a, a firm foot uh, at that point, Tony, you know? Well, no, I think that's the issue is our republic. And I was just uh, printing. I'm doing a talk this Thursday, and I was doing some research this morning, which I think it's apt. This comes up. So, so, you know, last night, Biden, Joe Biden was at Broadway, uh, apparently had a show, a live one man show on how to change. It depends on stage, which is a great show, by the way. I'm sure it was probably very, very helpful. But it was I'm I'm joking about that. But he was on Broadway. Anyway, Broadway Joe says basically that uh, that the uh, he's determined he 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 personally is determined to, quote unquote, uh, uh, save the American democracy because uh, i've seen that i've seen it i see i almost almost peed my pants and listening to that comment i know so so i mean first off it just drives me nuts and this is i think your audience Uh, will appreciate this uh, i i took some time this morning and googled united states government did you know malcolm that we have a federation a system a system that uh, is actually a constitutional republic did you know that and it doesn't say about democracy. Even Google doesn't describe us as a democracy. Even Google got that right. We're, you're saying, we're, that's right. We're not a democracy. I hate to. I hate to break it to the audience. Yeah. So Joe Biden is again wrong. But that's my point: is these people will continue to say things which are patently, provably false, but somehow put it out there that they're trying to do something noble. They're trying to save democracy and prevent Putin having influence in the United States. Well, let me tell you. Putin has all sorts of influence via the Democrat Party because they have become essentially the Soviet Union in exile. That's what the Democrats are. And that's what Biden is trying to do is essentially put a Soviet style uh, apparatchik uh, based system in place. And that's what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Tony, I'm going to have you hang a little bit. You can do that. okay? All right. Stay right there. Okay. All right, friends. So speaking of Tony Schaefer here, Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer and uh, you know, I, I like these kinds of conversations where you can dig a little deeper and get into some of these things you can't always do on the uh, weekend broadcast because it moves so quickly. So it's it's always a pleasure to uh, have them in these kinds of uh, bigger conversations. Uh, and, and you know, and you can see what we're pointing out here and all the, the variations of the problems. But I, I want to get back a little bit more to this uh, 
uh, some of the swamp and stuff going on and the, the travel abroad that's happening, which I think is a real scandal. What really gets me on this is U.S. policy. You know, it's really an oxymoron when they put statements out there like we're supposed to believe it. And they their actions are entirely separate and uh, totally do not match up with supposed policy. Uh, and uh, again, our adversaries know it. But the bigger point than this is we're no longer a country that's doing peace through strength. We're no longer a country that has a strong military that is leading. We're now being surpassed and we're being sucker punched by China with our military. And uh, we even hypersonic missiles are a concern to me. I want to talk to Tony about that as well. It just dawned on me right now. Uh, the fact that uh, we see the jump up there to both China and Russia has in that area. I'm sure he has something to say about it. I'm very curious. But uh, we're kind of losing in some areas. And, you know, they're paying attention to all of this other garbage between climate and gay trans stuff and woke diseases and all kinds of crap that is not going to help the quality of life out for any of us, uh, friends. So that's kind of the uh, the problem I think we're having in a, in a big way here. Uh, so let me uh, tell you, let me direct you, first of all, AmericaOutloud.news. Uh, I keep telling you, and uh, you've all been catching on pretty well to that. We made the change about a month and a half ago, and it is indeed AmericaOutloud.news now. It was important to get that news part of what we're doing here uh, because of our expertise on the platform. And we're so proud and pleased to have the uh, kind of writers and, and um, uh, columnists and, and show hosts and podcast people and all of it uh, here uh, on the network. So, uh, uh, but it is news, and that's what we put out. It's the Outloud Truth. Uh, and we believe in free speech here, and we believe uh, that people are entitled to their opinion, and uh, and we're happy to have that conversation with, with the left, we're happy to have that conversation with the middle, uh, and of course the Marxist left won't like us, but that's okay, uh, and we're not exactly going to give them a seat at the table because they're communist bastards, and they don't fit what we're looking for, but everybody else is invited to a seat at the table. <laughs> that's the way I see it anyways, uh, the rest of them can, you know what. Um, okay, I've got to stay a gentleman. I know that. But it is, again, AmericaOutloud.news. need you to share the truth. I need you to share all of the program and all of the things back there, friends. That's our job. It's, it's what I need your help with. So I need your help. I, Malcolm can't do this himself. we got a lot of people, a lot of stuff happening all over the world on this network. And we are heard globally. Uh, our top audiences, the United Kingdom, Australia, New Zealand, Japan, these are top countries that listen to America Out Loud. They love the broadcast, love it. And we're 24-7 talk radio and all our shows go to podcasts. So don't forget as well, AmericaOutloud.shop. This is an amazing area where we've negotiated the best pricing for our family, for the America Out Loud family. And uh, it's highly, highly successful. Uh, you'll hear us all the time talking about uh, the wellness company and Dr. McCullough's spike support. Uh, and uh, and also the heart and muscle he's got is quite fascinating. But you get 25% off those products with Out Loud code. You can't get that anywhere else that way, friends. So go to the AmericaOutloud.shop. And take a look and do your research. Always do your research. Always do your own research. Don't take anybody's word for anything. Uh, and make sure you are comfortable with what you're doing. But there's some great products there that will help you get through long COVID, help you with vaccine injury. Uh, it just help you live a more fulfilling life. I mean, there's some great stuff in there. New product from CoFix. I told you about the throat spray now to go with the nasal hygiene. It's a one-two punch coming into the fall season with all this crap out there. And people still getting sick from this crap. And um, don't do the vaccine is my advice or any of these booster crap things. Don't do that but to, to yourself or you'll need all the other stuff to fix it. 
uh, to be sure. Anyways, AmericaOutloud.shop is where you go to get the latest there. Friends, we'll take a pause right here, and you're listening to the voice of a nation. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at libertyatamericaoutloud.com. libertyatamericaoutloud.com. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. In 2008, people could spend an average of 12 seconds on a task without becoming distracted. Five years later, it was only eight seconds. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down. Thousands of five-star reviews proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to AmericaOutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Well, the OUTLOUD truth was the rallying call that started it all. AmericaOutloud.news was an idea, a movement, a place where folks would feel comfortable speaking the truth without being censored or canceled. The First Amendment is alive and well. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. 
We join you back here on The Voice of a Nation. It is Malcolm Aloud here. Welcome, and thanks for being on the mission here, friends. It's always a privilege to have you on the journey. Um, privilege today also, I've got here uh, my dear friend and colleague and uh, just a great guy, Tony Schaefer, is with me here. And um, Tony, by the way, uh, he is uh, working hard and doing a lot of different things, but he's also president of the London Center for Policy Research. Uh, check that out as well, please, and uh, see some of the work that Tony's doing. Um, so we're talking, we started with this uh, business of uh, the um, the swap that just happened again. It just reminded me as a kid, Tony, of these old baseball swaps where you, you give a bunch of money and a couple of players and a couple of players to be named later. And I thought, what the hell is going on here? So we did a, we did a what was it, a five for five, I guess it was, and six billion released of this money that uh, uh, sanctioned, that were sanctioned at all, which, by the way, at some point, we're not going to be able to do because we're not going to have the world's currency. So at some point, that sanctions thing is going to collapse. Uh, the way they're running the parade, that could come sooner than later, uh, to be sure. But, Tony, here's the thing I want to ask you. How is it that the U.S. government says that they have a policy of refusing to make concessions to terrorists and kidnapping Americans uh, with this argument being that they refuse to pay ransoms or give in to other demands of negotiating prisoners and hostages and you name it, you name it. And that's supposed to be our policy. But yet we go and do exactly what they say the policy is. They do the direct opposite of that. Tony, how does that fly, please? We have to start with the premise, in fact, that, Malcolm, everything Joe Biden says is a lie. And if you extend that out across his administration, everything that they say is a lie. So when when they say that, we know it's not true. We, again, you've mentioned uh, a number. But it's not of, just Biden. It's been multiple administrations. Well, it, again, it goes back to the, 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 the I think, really, the Carter. I mean, as, as I exactly. said, I started off with Carter today yeah. and moved forward. So I think Carter, Carter forward. Uh, Carter was willing to to do some things what I think were unhealthy regarding the uh, the, the the I mean look the, the, we lost Iran on Carter's watch for goodness sake and 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 had hostages and it took Reagan to fix that so again you, you go back to to you know the for the last fifty years pretty much you've seen this this deference by the Democrats to do this this is what they do and so the latest round is simply as I mentioned it before break. Uh, putting a target on every American, especially those who are, uh, you know, essentially naturalized citizens who come from a certain region, who have home ties, political ties or, or family ties to the region. And uh, the policy of this administration is to do whatever it can to facilitate the promotion of progressive policies. They do everything from a lens of politics, Malcolm, not yeah, from the lens yeah. of, of the American well, people. The I, I think we got to stop it. And I got to tell you now, and I know I can sense the fa I get the hurt. I get the pain. I get the heart wrenching part. And I, I feel that, Tony. I really do with Americans, families, families that get reunited. I mean, I get all that and I, I understand our values as a people, but we are undermining 330 some odd million American people that are going to struggle with this thing. And I think we're going to come to a point, some point ahead in the near future where there's going to be a targeted, I and mean, it's a growing list, but it's a massive amount of countries. We are simply not going to be able to travel. There's, you're going to not be able to see this stuff anymore because it's going to become, you, you, you know, it's like, Tony, it's like, you know, remember those future movies, you know, where some parts of the world you just couldn't get. It's like, it's, don't you feel that way sometimes we're living like where a lot of the stuff we watched as kids is coming true, Tony? Isn't that weird? Yeah, it is. And I think that's the issue is that that we've seen this movie before. It's like a movie. Yeah. <laughs> 
And it's it, 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 the quote, a great baseball manager, it's deja vu all over again. Uh, and uh, yeah, it is, it is something that, that we... I think that was Yogi Berra, if I remember right, who said that. Uh, Yogi Berra, yeah. Yeah, I believe so. so yeah. But that's to that point, Malcolm. I think that we have to recognize that the, the very system of, of, of uh, politics is compromised. It's not left or right anymore. As a matter of fact, I would argue that the folks on the on the conservative side go along for, with many of this, especially, you know, uh, oh, totally. McConnell. They're they're all in this together. It's the mono party. So, what do you think about McConnell in the latest thing of the um, uh, the going? I mean, I mean, I, I've never seen such a freeze. Even Biden hasn't frozen like that, like McConnell has. He's done it now multiple times right in front of the camera for like 30, 40 seconds. I mean, he's totally looks like he's having a stroke right in front of you. But what do you think about that? He doesn't belong in there. Well, no, I mean, look, look at everybody who's in leadership positions right now of both parties. You're talking about, you know, uh, McCarthy is not an ancient guy and he's the exception to the rule because all the other major leaders are all decrepit. Chuck Schumer, uh, uh, you know, I mean, come on. Uh, These people have ruined the country. Think about this. They have completely ruined the country, and yet somehow they continue to be in positions of authority and power. I, yeah, I, I just don't. I don't. I don't. I don't understand how we put up with it. To be honest, well, that's exactly it. How we the people put up with it. By the way, Mitch McConnell's eighty-one years old. He's not a spring chicken by any stretch, buddy. Well, I, it's, uh, and he's an old eighty-one. I'm saying he's he's faltering as well. He's no yeah. better than the rest of them. He needs to be out of there. So, so this is where I'm going to say something that's controversial. Good. It, it, the best thing we could do, the best thing that the people yeah. who are most senior in this nation in positions of authority, to include President Trump, is start looking at how we promote principles over people and put in place a system to actually in, ensure that we have people coming up who are being developed, mentored, who can actually do the hard work for the American people. There's far too much me, me, me going on. There's no process of trying to find people who can actually take their place. Now, think about that. This is universal. One of the criticisms I've seen from all politicians is they're all about themselves. Seriously, is that in the interest of the country? Is that why they take an oath of office to make sure they're promoted until they're in the grave? I just read something as we're on break, Malcolm, that Joe Biden is now worried that he's not going to live long enough to see Hunter Biden through his indictments. Really? It's all about you then, Joe, right? And apparently that is. So yeah. both parties. Well, you know he's going to pardon him at the end. I mean, a lot of people are predicting he's going to have to bow out in 2024 and then part of the Sunday before he leaves. Is that what happens? The possibility? I think it's very possible. Yeah, I, I think I, it is, too. I think that the other possibility is he just croaks, I mean, drops over dead. I mean, that's the possibility, too. But, yeah, I think there's an off-ramp that people are going to have to accept one way or another, either if you're for or against him. And I think that's where people are, are recognizing that something is going to happen next year. And I, I well, think- you, you get that same feeling, don't you? We're we're oh, we're tiptoeing through something, Tony. I'm, okay, you're sensing it as well. I, I look at it as like right now a measurement, Tony, of between now, 2024, the election, 2025, the new president takes office, 2026, we're 250 years old, or semi-quincentennial. It's an interesting moment here. Something's going to happen here. I don't know. Not including the the problem I just spoke with uh, CIS and had some great conversation um, about the immigration and some of the big problems there, but all the terrorists that are in the country right now, I mean, they're running rampant. Trump says, I heard somebody tell me the other day, Trump was going to, he's talking about rounding them up and getting them the hell out of here. Well, I support right. that in a hot second, but that's not going to be easy to do, buddy. 
No, look, there's a the the fundamental problem, and I said this in an interview last night, is that Trump made three mistakes. First, he did not go far enough to remove those of the mono party from positions of authority within his own government. And secondly, by not doing that, uh, the elements of his government, uh, his DHS, FBI, were not cleansed of uh, the left's influence. And therefore, the very thing you're talking about is not possible. It's, it's not going to happen. You're not going to have the, the wholesale removal of those who they suspect of being terrorists or those who are here illegally. It's just not going to happen. And I, again, the left now, the, the progressive left in, in some cities, New York and others, I think are recognizing that, that how bad this policy is. And I, look, I've been in meetings uh, with uh, with minorities here in, in North Carolina, and the question becomes by those minorities who are, by, by the way, Democrats, why do the illegal aliens get all these benefits and yet we're struggling? Well, it's because it's a political choice. It's a policy. The policy is to undermine the, the rule of law and uh, upend the, re the republic and there's no interest in helping keep people uh, safe or secure or benefit them in any way. And, and lastly, as we look at what you're talking about, Malcolm, the interest is to allow foreign influence that will permit the the, the Democrats in power to justify more and more severe uh, actions such as national security scrutiny. Uh, this whole issue of uh, the, uh, the use of um, the Patriot Act. That's been turned on oh, yeah. the American yeah. people. And yeah. the more they can drum up foreign threats, they will they will try to turn it on the American people. Right. And this is a, this is a great danger. Uh, oh, the, well, the more weapons you give a 900 pound government, the more this bitch is going to come after you, Tony. And they right. are coming after right. us. Let's face it. Exactly. You know, in every way, shape or form. Um, right. The um, right now, let me I want to talk to you a moment. A very serious conversation about these hypersonic missiles. I've been following this in recent months and sometime now of what's happening with this. And then I see this interest, and I'm sure you've probably seen this interesting uh, piece on the Wall yeah. Street Journal uh, just in the last day or so here now. Hypersonic missiles are game changers, and America doesn't have them. The U.S. military is pouring resources into the super-fast weapons, but has struggled to develop them. China and Russia are far ahead. And we're talking technology that you can't detect with the radar, stays underneath, can, they can maneuver and m m do it, travels between five, over five times the sound of, I mean, this thing is crazy what these things do. What's going on with the story, and why don't we have them at this point? All right, so uh, I'm not a big uh, uh you know, hair on fire fanatic over this. It, it, okay. It's it's not as big a deal as they're trying to make it out. And I think it's all about the New York Times. Again, uh, I just don't trust the New York Times, period. And this, well, this was the Wall Street Journal. Uh, Wall Street Journal. But, you know, the Wall Street, in this don't case, trust them either, do you? <laughs> I don't trust them on this. No, I don't, because uh, let me explain why. Yeah. Uh, Ambassador Hank Cooper is uh, my source on this. Ambassador Cooper, Hank Cooper ran the Strategic Defense Initiative under both President uh Bush 41 and uh, worked for Reagan. Okay. And uh, he's been an expert on low earth orbit uh, threats. Okay. He knows all about this. So he has explained in a number of, of interviews we've done with him that we, the United States, looked at hypersonic hyper technology back in the 60s. We looked at this in the 60s and they recognized two things about it. First, it's difficult to make anything of this. If you have a weapon that's hypersonic, it's going very fast, and therefore it's hard to to direct. One of the things they don't talk about, and I don't I don't know if they talk about it in in this article at all, but the fact is, 
Malcolm, when you have a hypersonic weapon, you can't. It's it's like a bullet. It it, it cannot be controlled. It, basically, at that I speed, wondered that. I wondered that. At, at that speed, a a plasma cone yeah. forms around yeah. the the missile. Basically, yeah. Yeah. that plasma it, you can't get through it. As a matter of fact, that's why when you just you, you, your audience understands this. Whenever you've seen like the Apollo spacecraft come in. You know, there's a, a period of time where there's no communication when the, right. when the right. reentry craft that that happens. That plasma you can't communicate with it. So what happens? You fire this thing off. It goes fast, and it's like a bullet. It's 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 not controllable until it slows down. Well, let me ask you this now, playing on what you say. I have a question for you. Yeah. But you you can attach uh, weapons to it. You can attach nuclear weapons to it. You can attach these things to it. Let me let me just get this out there. So what would stop these uh, people if they really wanted to, uh, you know, blow us off uh, the, the map here uh, to the degree or disable is pretty serious. What would yeah. stop them from sending both both of them come? They could do it both at the same time. Uh, sending them off, oh, low, I'm not low could, attitude but... radar with nuclear right in the center of the country. It doesn't matter what they hit; just blow us up somewhere. I mean, that's that could that could happen. No, yes. Well, so again, part two of this is when to be effective, shooting these things off and hoping for the best. It's not going to get them anything. So, and the Chinese have been bragging about being able to use these against exactly. our aircraft carriers. Like, yeah, not really. Because what happens after it, it, basically, you have to take it out in its its descent uh, stage, in, in the reentry stage. Okay. It, you have to slow it down. You have to slow it down to the point of where that 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 um, plasma goes away so it can hone in and see. That's when it's vulnerable. That's why we're not that worried about it. Because Malcolm, like I any see. other, uh, any other uh, weapon that has to come out of orbit, right. there's a period of time that it's, it has to descend. That and it has slowed down greatly because it has to acquire reacquire Interesting. target it's going out. I never hear that out there. You're right. I, well, of course, because right. they, they, because you have people who are all kind of talking about this without understanding it. Well, you so, got me thinking now. You got me thinking. I didn't so, know that. So yeah, time. so the, so there yeah. there are periods in a hypersonic missile flight that is hugely vulnerable. And so it's those points of vulnerability we have been focused on for a while now to develop weapon systems. So this is an area that I do know that uh, DTRA and other uh, organizations, missile defense organizations, have been looking at. So again, I, I, I'm not saying they're not they're not okay. a threat. They All are, right. but they're not as they're not a game changing threat that we can't deal well, with. Well, that's good. Now I'm glad you just said what you said, and you helped me out a lot. I know listeners will appreciate that as well. Yeah. Do, do we? Uh, can I say back? And I'm, I'm thinking you might able to tell me, but when we talk about the United States military and our progress and technology and where we're at and yeah. putting aside the moment that we just left those billions of dollars of equipment in Afghanistan there, China, uh, ju just for the sport of it, Tony, putting that aside, please. Okay. Talking yeah. about our readiness <laughs> and, uh, and, and where we're at right now and with future technology, are we, can I get a sense or do I have an internal sense that we are further ahead in some capacities and capabilities than than what is being led off by the United States government and our media here. Do I have a sense of that? Do you have any sense of that? So I, I think everybody has to pay attention to the recent events of the loss of the F-35. That was... Yeah, what about that? What about so let's that? Let's talk about that. So th th that all happened, as far as I can tell, because of vulnerabilities within our own system. There's, there's strong rumors and classified discussions that I don't have access to that indicate to me that that aircraft was hacked by a foreign... Something aircraft. had to happen. I mean, the guy, so, you didn't hear anything else so, happen. It wasn't like they so, were shot out of the sky, so, Tony. 
And that's the point that that we're we are depending on technology wow. and innovation wow. as an edge over our enemies. And so if the enemies are getting ahead of our in a, a ability to innovate, uh, we're, we're in trouble. But are there things that we've put in place and have available to, that are not publicly known? Yeah, we have a whole range of weapons that we've not acknowledged. I think they would be very effective at least the first 30 days on battle on the battlefield. But the two things that are lacking right now to, that that give me that, that that give me pause, the two things that are lacking first off is good leadership. A resolve. A resolve. Yeah. Uh, the the political you have to have political will. One of the things notable at, at the beginning of World War II is that uh, Roosevelt, no matter how you feel about him regarding his left leaning, yeah. moving the economy into this quasi socialist structure that he did, he did give military leaders. Uh, political uh, top cover to do what was necessary. Uh, Nimitz in the Pacific, uh, Eisenhower in the in Europe, and it was because he gave them both the 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 respect and authority to do what's necessary as well as the resources. That's why we won. Yeah. We do not have that now. Secondly, as I mentioned, is this perception that somehow our our uh, technology edge will be that which preserves us should we be challenged, and now even that's becoming. Uh, questionable based on the events over the last few days. Yeah. My, my father was on Nimitz, by the way. I've never shared that publicly, but That's very uh, cool. yeah, yeah, he was on Nimitz. Uh, but uh, so you think, so I, I have the sense as well. So you're thinking there are some things in the pipeline that position this and your information on the uh, the hypersonic is, is very fascinating, but having the political will and the resolve to see this through and peace through strength and building that and supporting right. that and getting woke out of there. Those are real problems we're struggling right. with right now, Tony. I mean, that- well, look, I think the response yesterday, the, the last couple of days with the F-35 was uh, what you see when woke goes to war. It's 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 the woke military. Uh, there's much better ways that could have been handled. And instead, I mean, just to jump, he he did. Let me understand something now. Yeah. He he dejected himself out of the out of the out of, right out of the aircraft. He put himself out, and then this thing went wild, and they didn't know where the hell it went, and it went missing somewhere. We don't know. We don't know. I wonder if it's going to show up in a Kmart somewhere. I don't know what was happening. You know, we we don't know if he ejected or if he if he was ejected. There's a difference. I see. Is that uh, that's possible? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, one of the look. Uh, one of the things that these aircraft, these airframes. Interesting. Are notable for is they they essentially are are flying computers. Everything that an aircraft is today, these twenty first century fifth generation fighters, are all fly by wire. They're all controlled by com- multiple computers. Computers talking to computers. So the moment you have that is the basic. Uh, you have a brain on these aircraft. Any brain can be messed with, especially one that 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 has to talk to the ground. And we know for a fact that the Chinese and Russians both have been uh, extensively working to be able to hack into military systems. So uh, we believe one of the th- working theories of uh, Malaysian Air uh, three, uh, 370 mm-hmm. was it right, was hacked right. into. Uh, and so um, was that it, ever proven at the end or was it? Uh, I don't think, I don't think was, it's ever been yeah, proven, yeah, but yeah, I do yeah. know that those those capabilities yeah. do exist, that you can't hack into aircraft. So, yeah. So obviously, uh, this is one of the areas we are behind, too. And uh, talking about technology when it comes to uh, the hacking, everybody's hacking us. Every, America is a big target for that, Tony. Right. That's one of the biggest problems right now. In our, and I think. Also on a national level of our, again, other things you and I have over the years talked about, electrical grids, uh, basic utilities, uh, supplies, things of quality of life. Those are a threat right now, too, are they not? 
Well, that's the issue, is that I think our infrastructure has been well mapped by adversaries for purposes exactly. of disruption. Why aren't we spending any time on that? Yeah, let me just ask you that. Once, yeah. One day I worry about, I, I, and I mean this as sincerely as I can, it's one of my biggest fears, and it, it, I swear it is, that we're going to get up one day, Tony, and the power's not going to be there, and we're not going to be able to get on the internet, we're going to be down, there's going to be no news, and we're not going to know what to do, and that is my fear for our nation. What do you say to that? Well, there's a number of books and fiction that actually kind of out, outline this potential. Uh, one of them, which I, I'm, I'm a big fan of, is a book called One Second After by Bill Bill Forston, William Forston. Oh, and it yeah. talks about an EMP event where basically all of society grinds, grinds to the halt and what happens. So uh, my, my guidance is always, and I'm asked about this all the time, uh, everybody needs to have at least 30 days of resources available to them for their family, wherever they're at, especially if you're in the city. Uh, and and I always encourage people to be prepared. I have a backup generator and some other things to at least be able to springboard into whatever happens. And secondly, be armed. You know, be be prepared. Be be armed. Be ready to 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 be to establish. But I prefer to work like with you and others to prevent that from ever happening. Amen. But, Amen. but the way we're going to prevent that is Amen. by removing through uh, legal means those politicians who are putting us on this road to ruin. And it's not too late, but it's it's getting darn close. That is so perfectly said right there. I mean, that I, I just slowed down just a moment, Tony, because <laughs> that is perfectly said what you say right there. I mean, we just need to let that resonate a moment. And sometimes I just like to slow down a moment to let that resonate in our minds and our brains here. But we are getting very close. And the point of turnaround is getting dangerous. And it does concern me. And as you say, the 30-day period and being ready and being armed, because what happens is if something, we hate to think that way, but it becomes the Wild West and you become a target immediately, right, Tony? I mean, right. whatever's well, going look, on. Look, there's there's a number. I'm, I'm doing a talk at the end of the month where I'm going to announce a new concept of how to start fighting back Amen. legally. In, 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 you know, there's all sorts of Gandhi-style things we can do to remind the left that yeah. they've uh, they're vulnerable to... Yeah their own uh, wickedness and that, that i do think we need to remind them of that very fact yeah absolutely all right stay right there sec tony i gotta talk to you off here in just one second sure. here okay my fellow americans we're gonna bring it to a, a close here i mean you can't beat what tony just shared there with you right there i mean spot on and that we are at that moment of truth in our nation and it is time that we need to take matters in our own hands and as he just said a moment being on the front lines means fighting back and that he said, listen, hey, I would rather be working with you, Malcolm, to see if we can turn this thing around and change it. That's what we do here. That message resonates with me. I want it to resonate with you out there, please. And it resonates with us because our heart's in here, our soul's in the fight. Uh, that's why we say at the top of our platform here, man. I mean, it's, it's come on. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. It's not casual, people. It's not an accident. This is a mission of love. It's a mission of faith. It's a mi mission of honor. It's a mission of country. That's what this is. And we are blessed to be here. And this fight is a critical fight. Hey, listen, thanks for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America. <laughs> <laughs>